Good morning, everybody. We've got a higher trade in the grain markets here early on Wednesday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures up three and a half cents at 5.33 and three quarters. November soybeans up nine and a quarter at 12.37 and a quarter. December Chicago wheat up four and three quarters at 7.40 and three quarters. December Kansas City wheat up one and a quarter at 7.49 and a half. December spring wheat is up four cents at 9.78 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, you know the drill. Leave me a rating or review if you have not already. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Like these videos. My goal is to get to 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. We're up over 3,000, but I think we can do uh, 5,000, certainly. I know the viewers are out there. Um, If you guys need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standard.com. Click on Grain Marketing Plan, guys. Check out this subscription service. This is all of the grain market and grain marketing info uh, you're ever going to need for $49.99 a month. It's a monthly subscription. You can cancel it at any time. I promise I will not try to sell you anything else. We have some uh, rains that are going to return to the Corn Belt uh, early next week. And, you know, there have been some areas, I know harvest is, is moving very quickly here, but there have been some areas over the last 30 days that have been excessively wet. You look at some of central Illinois, almost the whole state of Indiana, a lot of Michigan, down into Kentucky, Tennessee, these areas have seen you know, four or five inches of rain over the last 30 days. So while corn and soybean harvest is certainly ahead of schedule, um, it is not perfect by any means. There's no such thing. So there are are some areas that have been slow, and these areas uh, are going to catch some more rain. The radar here this morning has a little bit uh, of rain over South Dakota, maybe even a little bit of snow out here, and then some scattered stuff over Iowa. But the next seven days is pretty wet for um, Iowa, for Illinois, for uh, Wisconsin, for parts of Indiana, into Ohio. Most of this stuff is going to be the result of a system that enters on Sunday and into Monday next week. So some of these parts of uh, certainly the eastern half of Iowa, good chunk of Illinois, northern Missouri, uh, Wisconsin, a little bit of Minnesota. They're going to see up to you know an inch and a half, two inches of rain here uh, between now and you know Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. So I'm not going to say that this is any like big issue or anything like that when it comes to uh, harvest, and and I don't believe there are going to be any delays, but uh, it may cause some headaches for uh, producers in those areas who are trying to get things wrapped up. A lot of China news this morning. Uh, China state planner says that it is uh, seeking ways to reduce record high coal prices. And this resulted in a sell-off in some commodity markets in China overnight, coal futures, uh, some of the metals, some other markets. Uh, Not really very many details here, though. So there's government intervention, and that headline in itself is enough to send some markets lower. Um, This is of particular concern to us. Because soybean processors in China, some of them have shut down or have reduced capacity because of uh, power issues or power outages, uh, lack of available power. So this is uh, something that we should monitor, certainly. More China news. The state planner says that they will take steps to safeguard fertilizer prices. Uh, The state says that they will take steps to improve capacity utilization and rail transport while monitoring import and export trends. Uh, China is the world's largest phosphate exporter. I think they account for 30% uh, ballpark. They announced a temporary ban on phosphate exports in late September. Uh, Here in the U.S., we don't necessarily buy a ton of phosphate from China, but you get this ripple effect where um, the, the global supply just isn't there. So again, another situation that we need to keep an eye on. Um, I know a lot of you guys, probably everybody out there who's planning on growing corn next year in particular, is watching this fertilizer situation uh, very closely, and it's very, very messy, as you know. 
Chinese soybean imports from Brazil were down 18% year over year in September, 5.9 million, uh, down from seven and a quarter uh, in September of last year. Chinese buying has slowed in recent months. Uh, falling hog margins are an issue here. Uh, the issues I talked about in regard to uh, crush plants and power outage is also an issue. I, I think that they just overexpanded following this African swine fever deal. And, and now they're in a situation where uh, the hog business is no good and it's difficult to make money. Imports from the U.S. in regard to soybeans into China were down 85% in September versus the same month last year. Now, September is not a big month. Even last year, we only did just over a million metric tons. Uh, it's it's really October, November that um, China begins to import a lot more beans from the U.S. So um, shipments are improving, and, and I talked about that earlier this week. Uh, one other note from China here, the ag ministry says that pig prices may continue to fall, and this is not a good thing for uh, soybean demand. The ministry said that without a substantial decline in production, pig prices will continue to fall, resulting in heavy losses in the hog industry. Uh, pig prices in China have already fallen sharply this year. Again, I think they just expanded uh, too quickly following this African swine fever deal. There was a lot of government intervention there where the government kind of threw money at the problem. Uh, the herd in August, that August-September timeframe was 10% higher than normal, according to the ministry. Remember, guys, November grain options expire on Friday. Uh, make sure you take a look at any remaining open positions there. I have one other uh, chart that I'd like to show you here. Bitcoin is approaching all-time highs here. And um, guys, I'm not here to give you any sort of uh, recommendation or anything like that, but if you are not watching this situation and what's developing here, I believe that you should uh, at least educate yourself. If Bitcoin was an S&P 500 company, it would be the sixth biggest S&P 500 company. Um, it would be smaller than Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, and Facebook. It would be larger than Tesla and Berkshire. So uh, this is not like a kid's game anymore, guys. If you're not paying attention to what's going on here, you should be do a little bit of research. Maybe I'll do another YouTube video on crypto at some point in the future here. That's something you'd be interested in. Uh, certainly let me know. The cattle market did not perform well yesterday. Uh, the feeder cattle market in particular, we started off with some gains. We finished the day lower. Uh, not a good look. Uh, cash trade not out there yet this week. We'll see what develops. Um, in the outside markets, we've got the U.S. dollar just marginally higher. The S&P's down one. The Dow's down five. Uh, bonds off a little bit. Precious metals are higher. Crude oil down $1.04 in the December WTI at 81.40. Everybody have a great day today. I'll talk to you guys same time tomorrow.